Let's take a quick look at your local market. Red screens all around the JSC this afternoon with the Ulster Index down 0.65%. We have industrials down 0.62%. Financials reddening 0.79%. Resources tend down in the same direction by 0.48%. The top 40 tradable down 0.54%. We do have pick and pay out with the results today in the red by 14.3%, followed by Alex Forbes and Growth Points in all in the red. And in the green there, Goldfields, Anglo Gold and DRD all in the green, up by just over a one percent um, on the back of safe haven assets are still being tempting. Now joining us for further analysis on what's playing itself out on that market scene is Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Wayne, thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Thank you, yes. All right, Wayne, it's been a quite it's quite a day. Uh, red screens all around at the JC. Keen to get your thoughts on what is driving market participants uh, this afternoon. Well, look, I mean, 0.5, 0.6% down isn't actually all that much, really, in the bigger scheme of things. There was no specific news out that would push the markets down. I know the futures on the U.S. markets aren't looking that great, and there's a little bit of weakness in Europe, but there was no sort of real individual item that would uh, have affected the market. Obviously, the news out of the Middle East doesn't help at all, and maybe that's also dragging sentiment down. I'm keen uh, to get your thoughts on how markets are reacting, if at all, to our CPI print. I think it was expected that we would see an increase. Uh, I'm wondering if 5.4% is around what was expected. Yes. I mean, I think we're going to see this for a couple of months now. This CPI is going to actually stay a little bit high. But as long as you expect that result, it never causes a problem for a market. So I don't think that had any effect because, as you correctly said, it came out very much as anticipated. What we are also seeing uh, today is news of China GDP. Wondering how markets are reacting to this one. I think uh, showing that the Chinese uh, economy could be slightly stronger than what the conversation around it has been. Yes, this was actually good news. I'm surprised that the, that the mining shares, the, 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 the resource shares, didn't react positively to this. I mean, they're not down by much is more or less down by the same as the rest of the market. But there's good news and bad news in this. Uh, the good news is some of the, you know, some of the resources that we sell, that we export, are doing a little bit better. Gold's up a little bit. Platinum's up quite nicely. It's above $900, an ounce. But unfortunately, Brent crude is also up on this, and obviously the Middle East. Because that's up, that's back at 92. So that's getting quite close to that 95, 96 level where it was a couple of weeks ago before it fell to uh, 85, which we were all very, very happy about. But now it seems to be going back up again because mainly, I suppose, of this, of this turmoil in the Middle East. Also keen to get your thoughts on UK inflation. That came a little bit hotter than expected at 6.7%. Uh, that is a difficult inflation picture, Wayne. Uh, we are expecting to see yeah. elevated inflation uh, in the UK for some time, aren't we? They've probably got more of an entrenched inflation problem than what we have because, you know, when you look at their inflation history of between 1% and 2%, you have these 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 numbers coming through on inflation. It's catastrophic for them and even more importantly i suppose is what's happened to their interest rates you know they in south africa interest rates go up from eight percent to twelve percent or whatever the number is in the uk it went up from one percent to five percent so it's gone up you know four hundred percent increase so 
a lot of people there have their mortgage bonds on fixed term, fixed interest contracts, but they all come up for renewal every four, five, six years. When they come to renew, their mortgage bond will go from, if you were paying 500 pounds, you're now going to be paying 2,000 pounds. So the, the, the UK has actually got far more of, of an inherent problem with inflation and interest rates than what we do. Keen to get your thoughts also on a pick and pay. They're releasing a set of numbers there, uh, Wayne. Obviously, we knew uh, from an update recently that yes. it would be a rather difficult picture. Did we expect it to be uh, at this level? Also, keen to get your thoughts on the return of Sean Summers here. Do you think he can turn the ship around? Well, let's hope so. I mean, it is a, a very, very difficult task to get pick and pay competitive again and essentially profitable again. Now, I'm surprised the market whacked the share 14%. Um, I actually am surprised because they gave a trading update last night telling us, well, I suppose it was after hours about a hyperinflation problem in Zimbabwe. But, you know, the loss was always going to be above one rand a share as far as I can remember. And, you know, if you think you were going to get a dividend with a big loss like that and all the debt they've got as well, you know, you were you were not you know not in not not thinking correctly, but be that as it may, it doesn't matter what I think. The market walloped this share fourteen percent, and I mean that's that's obviously very very big. And now year to date, it's down fifty percent. It's halved this year, and when we look at the five year return on pick and pay, I mean it peaked at about seventy rand. It's now trading at twenty five rand. You know, so clearly the market doesn't like this. And, you know, all, you know, all the work that Sean Summers has got to do to turn this around doesn't happen in six months. You know, it might not happen in five years. It's a very, very big situation that you've got to tackle there. And you're tackling it with a strained balance sheet. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe the market also realizes this, that they might have to come up with a rights issue. And, of course, you'd have to do a rights issue at a huge discount. Maybe that's why the market's pushing the share down. Sure. Sounds like a rather bleak future still ahead or maybe a difficult future before we see uh, things going back up there at Pick and Pay. Can you get your thoughts also on EOH? This is one of uh, the comeback hits, I would call it, on the JSE here. Of course, Stephen Van Collis served his time. Uh, he's turned the business around, uh, Wayne. From your perspective, depending on who comes in as CEO, uh, is it only upward from here? Look, they're still in a very difficult position. As you said earlier on, they're still making losses. Even though the losses are less, they're still making losses. They did generate um, positive cash flow. They repaid debt, but they had a rights issue to get the money in to do that. And, you know, when you look at the – I suppose you can see how the market evaluates the share when you look at what the share price has done. You know, this share price, obviously, it's down 98% or whatever from its high. But when you just look at what it's done, you know, since all the catastrophes were announced and all the results were announced, I mean, this share is basically flatlined at 1 Rand 40, 1 Rand 50. It hasn't done much for a very long time because the market is still waiting for this one. Gotcha. You know, the, market, the market's not convinced that the turnaround has happened here yet. I mean, the share price today's movement is nothing. Look, it's a small company nowadays. I mean, it's less than a billion rand market capitalization. But the market's still waiting. I don't think the market's convinced yet that the turnaround has happened. 
We'll be watching this one very closely, uh, Wayne. Keen to get your stock pick uh, in a GIF, but first maybe let's uh, uh, really reflect on some counters that have found favor with your industry peers. I'm going to go with NASPERS, uh, just really because I still believe that it's not going to take that long before we see that turnaround in the Chinese economy and all these um, stimulus measures that are currently taking place will at some point start to filter through. We all know that there is also still a discount to the net asset value and the management still remains committed to get rid of that that discount, which will or should produce a value unlock for shareholders in the future. So I'll stick with NASPERS for now. It's a big US <laughs> listed company, but it's a managed care company. So it's, it's big, but what it does is relatively simple. It is effectively what we would think of as a medical aid insurer, but the government in the US has got Medicare and Medicaid, two big funded programs, and these managed care providers like Senti, which is my stock pick tonight, um, are effectively the, the middlemen between the government and individual uh, um, patients of hospitals and of doctors. And because there are only a handful of these managed care providers, they have pricing power, they've got negotiating power, um, they can negotiate very successfully with hospitals and doctors and keeps the, keep the rates low, so very similar to the dynamic we have in South Africa as well with medical aids. But they can also invest in the actual hospitals and doctor groups, mm. which is another avenue of profits. Um, and they can pocket some of the benefits of the savings they get rather than passing it on to the government. So these managed care providers are very profitable. Um, they're growing very nicely as the US population gets older and therefore need to use um, uh, medical care more often. Um, so I do think that notwithstanding all the, uh, the positive news at the moment of the likes of Novo Nordisk and Eli Lee coming out with weight loss uh, drugs, that people say, would mean people will be a lot more healthier because it will suppress their, their um, uh, urge for, for fatty foods. Um, I do think that the use of medical services continue to increase as people get older. It might just be for different reasons. Maybe you break a few legs rather than uh, going for um, liposuction or something because of obesity. Um, and I think same team will benefit from these. Spend. So that's a, a long way of actually telling a very simple story yeah. regarding. So my stock pick is I'm keeping it simple as well. I like Woolworths, and the reason is is twofold. I think on a company level, um, they've done a lot of good things in the past eighteen months under the new CEO. They've sold David Jones now, so the balance sheet is much cleaner. They've got plenty of cash. Uh, they're reinvesting quite nicely into the business. They're growing their margins. Um, you've got this core food business that still has a very strong moat and loyal client base, best in the industry margins. And then you've got this um, food and uh, fashion, beauty and home, which they're now improving. They've sorted out their margins. They've, they've rationalized the lines. Uh, you're seeing much better outcomes there, much less discounting. So in the core, they're doing good things in the business as a whole. Now you take a step back and you talk to that interest rate question you were talking about. I think we're in sort of peak pain. I think load shedding has peaked. I think interest yeah. rates are at or near the peak. If you're taking a 12-month to 18-month view, uh, I think you're going to get some defensiveness in the food section of Woolies, and then you're going to get some of that nice uptick if consumers see a better outlook, they start getting that relief. Even before the cut happens, just knowing there's a cut coming, yeah. maybe the cycle's peak, no more hikes. So you're getting a bit of uh, a, a number of different benefits that are going to come through uh, as an opportunity and in terms of catalysts. Uh, and you can sleep at night because you've got a nice core <laughs> underlying business. Yeah. And it's trading at a decent price.
All right, we're keen to get your thoughts on some of those counters. We have Nasbass and Woolworths and also Centene Corporation. That's an offshore one. Yeah, look, I, I'll comment about uh, Nasbass and, and Woolworths. I agree in the Nasbass theme, and, and my uh, my stock pick is also around this particular aspect. The Chinese economy will recover. They'll get over the property debt. They'll, you know, they they. It's a very very resilient economy, and by and large. Uh, individuals there are not overgeared, so there's not a massive debt in the corporate, in the in the in the consumer environment there. So I agree with that. Woolworths, I mean, after as we all know, after the disastrous move into Australia, are now back home. They're concentrating. There's fierce competition, but also as mentioned, their fashion, beauty, and home, that was always a drag. Their food's done well always. But uh, fashion and beauty and home was a bit of a drag, but they seem to have sorted that out and cut the product lines and got their pricing right to up their margin. So I agree with, on those two, yes. And Wayne, which account are you going with today? I'm going to go with Richmond. I mean, the share price is down by almost 30% off the peak we saw earlier on this year. And I suppose the reason why I'm buying it is one, as I mentioned earlier on, China will recover, and Richmond's heavily exposed to China, so that's a very positive thing, I think, over the next year or two. But maybe more importantly is when you compare Richmond against other luxury goods companies, the the rating that the market has now put on Richmond is very low. I mean, it's below 20 times price-earnings ratio, and that in itself doesn't mean anything. But other luxury goods companies are trading at 25 and 30 and 35 times earnings, times historic earnings. So Richmond's at a quite a material discount to other luxury goods companies. And it is by and large comparable to other luxury goods companies. So I think the market's just been too harsh on Richmond, you know, taking the share down so much in the last couple of months. Well, Wayne, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. That was Wayne McCurry with your Midday Markets Update.